Thanksgiving week live recorded live in front of a studio cat audience. I'm your host Luke Taylor. With me as I'm always Aiden. is Aiden. I don't know why I'm, I'm doing Aiden. this weird changed intro. <laughs> and I have an audience of one cat and one dog. And if you want to hear something funny, I have this gigantic blanket, like a big ass blanket, probably a king size comforter looking one. California. And I king. had balded I had balled it up to get it like you know consolidated a little bit and i'd thrown it on my couch which is where i usually sit to record and then i was getting ready to clean off the spot to interview with my best pal luke here interview you know we're on on a week hiatus interview him about the state of the league so i grab the blanket and i do a little underhand toss to the love seat and as i'm tossing it i'm thinking that's heavy and it just thunks off of the love seat and onto the ground and then my cat just emerges from it stupefied and i feel really stupefied. bad about it but she she's okay she's cuddling with the blanket again but yeah we missed a week um this time due to the, the globe trekking nature of my co-host um he had a lot of fun happenings over in the sunshine state let me let me tell you if you're if you're job says you can go to florida to check out a boat you go check out the cruise ship yes you do um so i was very fortunate for that uh i went to florida because it was my mom's birthday it was a big one um so a lot of family members went for that uh, at disney world and then from orlando i took a high speed train um from orlando to miami which was really really cool um how fast i mean well, I don't know. Here's how, the only way I could tell you because I don't know the MPH is that an Amtrak train from Orlando to Miami was going to take almost six hours, and the Brightline train, high speed train from Miami or from Orlando to Miami, took three and a half. This sounds like an SAT question. I've had enough. I'm just telling you, it was if really an weird. Amtrak but it's like train a, can get to Miami in two and a half hours, but the bullet train gets there in one hour forty-five. It, it was a what bullet is the train. relative speed of both trains? We both got a twenty what a twenty-one I or twenty-three. Uh, it was the higher one, but I'm not. It was really, twenty-three. Are you willing to disclose that on air? Like, Why? Again? Who cares? We're both. We both have master's degrees. It's a good and point. We both had really good achievements in That's life so who the fuck cares i'm i'm just so, yeah but you're actually smart i'm sensitive i'm like you're legitimately uh, smart well thank you smart about these football takes i told my boy he, t to bet on the eagles in vegas and i was right you know we both picked the eagles this week, i know so I'm but glad he said he, he was flip-flopping and i said he goes, I don't know. I keep going back and forth. And I was like, Eagles, and I'm not going back and forth. I think that's what Bro, nailed the nailed We'll get it to him. it, but the Chiefs' offense is seriously suffering the Matt Nagy effect. They're not yeah. playing well late in games. But Without hey, a doubt. Look, we missed week 10 due to life happening, and that's going to happen. We're meant to be a weekly football show, but we have become a little bit weekly-ish. We'll continue to do our best in this free format where we give you our football takes. And we're glad anytime people listen, and we do apologize for missing when we do. But we're here right now, here and now, in the flesh, and we're going to talk about mainly Week 11 with a little bit of highlights sprinkled in from Week 10. Uh, first off, we were heading into the Thursday night football game for the Bears where we played the Panthers uh, the last time we podcast podcasted. And the Bears won that game, one of the few games that we have won. It was 
a draft positioning win for the Bears because it kept the Panthers at the bottom of the league in terms of wins. And since this, we've seen the Cardinals win a game with Kyler coming back. And now the Panthers look to be like the front runner by a long shot, like to get the first overall pick. And that bodes extremely well for the Bears. That will lead to a lot of arguments and debate about whether the Bears should pick a quarterback and move on from Fields. We'll get to Fields' performance uh, for this current week, but is there any other stuff you want to talk about um, going back a little bit before we dive uh, into the Yeah, more we can just look at Week 10 really fast. I mean, Stroud continued to ball. Um, Dobbs continued to ball. Uh, Vikings got a much-needed win against the Saints. Um, that was our salute to service games. We always love those in Minnesota. Um the uh i believe the niners and purdy bounced back against the jags that week it looked yep. looked nice um yeah there's i mean there i'm trying to think it's so long ago now and that's what happens when we miss it but we do want to at least mention some week 10 things before we hop into week 11 it's hard because week 11 already happened and i'm rearing to go for week 12 that's how this show goes yeah you know i mean well, it's week, like week 12 so let's uh let's fly th- let's fly through it um we can hop right into yeah. the the most recent week of football Okay, I will take us away. So, last Thursday's Thursday night game in Division AFC North. This one was hotly contested. Uh, I believe Luke had the Bengals on this one, and I had the Ravens. By the way... I'm pretty disappointed after, about this. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I know what you're going to last, After last week's picks, uh, after Week 10, uh, I nodded us up in our score aggregate. And then after last week's picks, where we differed on two, I won both. So I'm currently up by two in our aggregate score. And in fact, I'll pull that up just so everybody can keep track with us. Yeah, keep it's track at a hundred listeners. It's at a hundred to a hundred and two. So we both have over a hundred correct picks already. So that's pretty good. And we're only at week twelve hey, coming up. Let me ask you a question. Tell me if I sound like just a degenerate gambler here, even though all we're betting is a jersey, but. It's kind of fucked that you wouldn't disclose your star quarterback has a debilitating hand injury when I picked the Bengals, not knowing that. I picked for Burrow. Like, imagine yeah. if we had real money on this. I'm sorry, but, like, and I know fuck them, right? Fuck the betters, I guess. I don't care, necessarily. I don't know. I don't know how I feel. It's a good but, point. But I mean, that's and pretty wild. Know, and me then, is, you know me what I mean? an Ohio insider, I had that privileged information and I made an educated bet against you so that I could hamstring you and leave you in the field bleeding out. I want to, like, I want to, we know I that want, I did that, right? I want people, is I that want what people, you're getting at? No, I was not getting at that. I didn't know you knew I know, that. I'm, I'm totally, I didn't know. I had no clue. I was and in say, fact, I think that it's fucked up that they didn't disclose. There's a reason why you have a regimented injury report that has specific designations that you have to disclose. And there's a reason the NFL is investigating it. Yeah. I mean, that's insane. You're supposed to disclose if your players hurt the Bengals social media had posted a video of them getting off the bus. And Joe was Joe Burrow was wearing a, uh, uh, a big like kind of like hand cast or whatever and then it was a compression it was like a they compression went, glove they went and deleted that post and all this other stuff it's it's just bizarre it's bizarre to me i don't i understand there's probably a competitive edge that the ravens think they're preparing for joe burrow and that's probably your your best shot if joe's not playing in that game right but um yeah i don't like it and i think it's strange and now burrow's out for season um and this is a separate injury that kept him out uh because of the calf and you know remember that time he had appendicitis and remember when he fucked his knee up twice and it's like at this point 
Joe is the coolest and I've rang, I've, I've waxed poetic about how cool and effortless and amazing and wonderful and ballsy he is. And I think Joe Burrow is one of the best fucking quarterbacks in the league. One of the coolest personalities. I love him. Uh, it's insane how injury riddled he is. And it makes me think that his career is going to be short, especially when I think I saw a number and I, I've been worrying about his career being short the whole time. And at this point it's like, fuck it. Right. But uh, he's going to, he's going to do what he's going to do. And he knows that just as well as anybody. I, but I saw a number like, as, like we used to be like, oh my God, no wonder Andrew Luck retired. Oh my God. He got sacked so many times. And then I saw yep. Joe's sacks through the same amount of like, however many seasons. And it's, exponentially more and it's like this is gross. Can I give you another another spoonful of information? Go for it. Justin Fields is like either the same or more. Like Well and you know my and I I, you know I don't I can't say Kirk's whole career, but you know Kirk's time with the Vikings. He's been getting lit the fuck up. Um like the Well I will say I think we kind of buried the lead on this one a little bit. So the Ravens win this matchup thirty four to twenty and as mentioned um, in yeah, the sorry. I was like, let's fly. Middle of the game. I was like, let's fly um, through these. I believe it was a J- Jadavian Clowney hit on Joe Burrow, and he lands on his wrist, kind of flexed back. We thought it was a sprain. When I saw it, it like he tried to handle the ball. Actually, I should say first, he took that hit, but then he threw a touchdown, like either the next play or a few plays later. Oh yeah, on a quick out where it was a perfect throw with perfect ball placement. But after he follows through, he just like screams and holds his wrist and D was watching and she goes, Oh no. Cause she knows I like Joe Burrow. And then we see him on the sideline very shortly after trying to grip and throw the ball and he can't do it. A lot of people speculated Tommy Johns, but an MRI the next day confirmed that it was a torn ligament in his wrist. So as he's as you have mentioned, he has this like laundry list of injuries. Now you throw on top of that, a torn ligament in his throwing wrist, not good for him. And it sucks after they spend a lot of money to have such a down year. Here's what I'll You're tell gonna you. You're going to see the, right, the Bengals ahead. aren't going to have T Higgins next year. Like the only silver lining is they'll probably lose a lot of games going forward and they'll have a better draft pick. Hopefully they can hit on a playmaker to, pair with Joe Burrow going forward because you're going to lose T Higgins and your team is now going to be cash strapped paying him. And if he's this injury riddled going forward, it's not good though. We know that he is an MVP caliber player when healthy. Go ahead. I think with an organization like the Bengals that Joe taking them to a Super Bowl like he did is worth every dime of this new contract, even if he's out for career, but hundred percent. But it does put them. In I don't a know tough about spot. the career thing. Though. It does put them in a tough spot, and they're gonna have to. I don't know, man. Do you think? I mean, it'll no. be interesting to see what they move forward with. They'll I mean, side obviously, with Joe. He's, of course, he's with Joe. But I'm just saying. I wonder. I just wonder how this is gonna go. And maybe the he'll logical just keep, move to prove me wrong. In my opinion, the logical move is to accept that you're gonna be down the rest of the season and invest everything you can into offensive line and receiver for him next uh, going into next year. And you tell him don't do not come back until you're healthy. Do not come. Do not come. All right. right, Let's, let's go through a little bit. Let me make sure you just lead the way and don't let me talk. That's, that's, that's how it's going to go faster. Oh no. I love hearing you talk. Walk me through it. Be my guy. I I put on episodes of NFL Mayo to help me fall asleep. Just actually, yeah, that's really and sweet. I cuddle up to my to my full body length Luke pillow. The everybody has them. that I 
that I had a custom constructed one bespoke made after years of meticulously diagramming <laughs> you from memory. Aiden, why is th- why is there like a a flashlight sewn it's into full, the? <laughs> it's it's made out of the same material. It's full body with working prosthetics detachable. So though. slippery. The why Browns so beat. Slippery? The Browns beat the Steelers thirteen to ten, and this is with Dorian Thompson Robinson because another quarterback lost to the year for injury was Deshaun Watson, and we have seen basically a massacre of starting quarterbacks across the league. It's it's an especially muddied year, and you know what? I'm just gonna go ahead and say it because this led me to it. A recent comment from Tom Brady talking about on Stephen A. Smith's show, I believe. The state of the the NFL is that of mediocrity, and that's due to rule changes protecting offensive players. This plays into the Kareem Hunt hit on um, Dobbs that we'll talk about later. Not Kareem Hunt. Not Kareem Hunt. Kareem Jackson. Yep, thank you for correcting me. The safety for the Denver Broncos, who's had a lot of quote-unquote dirty hits this season um, that he's been fined and suspended for. But Tom Brady's talking about how the rule changes changes in the league – have basically led to a lot of bad habits among players. Tom would have never thrown it over the middle of the field against certain defenders because he knew that they would take his offensive player's head off, like with hospital routes. So there are there's merit to it. Um, I think it's a little bit rich for someone like Tom Brady to mention all of that so confidently without at all mentioning his role in it and the role changes and to protect quarterbacks. I distinctly remember low hits being legislated out of the game after he was lost to season for a low hit on his knee. You put defenders in a pretty difficult situation, and this is all just kind of playing off of this Browns quarterback situation and well, all these Tom's, quarterbacks being Tom's hurt. Tom's hysterical. Like, Your point's well taken because it's like he's idolized, he's romanticizing hits by like Ronnie Lott and stuff, and it's like, Tom, like I'm not saying you didn't take some shots in your career, but – you die in that era. I mean, like you, you, it's not like you've, you've been retired for a year. Not even Tom. Don't like, act like you weren't screeching like a banshee. Anytime every time you got touched, breathed on you. Near you. Like he, like, he acts like a Tom. gladiator the and it's He's like, the there's a reason you were able to last so long, dude. It's because they, they catered to you. Um, so I just want to point that out, but we'll move past the Browns game. It's, they did eke out a victory over the hapless Steelers, which then led to their subsequent firing of Matt Canada, much also, called for amongst the fan they base have to bench pick it, right? They have to, he has less, he I has guess, less, he has, he has as many or less than, I can't remember the stat, uh, touchdown, multiple touchdown games as Tommy DeVito in his career. It's bad. And yeah, like, he's thrown like a fuckload of passes without touchdowns. Go to Mitch, um, Mitch, there's I love Mitch, man. There's an interesting theory bandied about that I think you'll get a kick out of. It says, what if Jordan Addison is truly the quarterback kingmaker? They say, at Pitt, Kenny Pickett looked incredible. And Addison won the Boletnikoff Wide Receiver Award. Mm -hmm. Then he goes to USC, and you see the Heisman Trophy with Caleb Williams. And now look at how bad Kenny Pickett and Caleb Williams have been without him. You see him go to Minnesota... And after losing out on the best wide receiver in football and then the quarterback, you still ramble off six victories the, with a, a, him as the primary wide receiver. So it's just cool to think the about. The stuff Addison does like, is like he's been playing for eight years in the league. Like the, he's, he's, he's never not open. 
when when it's when it's like his route right when he when when the ball is going to him it's a hundred percent being caught hundred percent and he's it, it's just been amazing to watch like and it's not even as long he's not the same type of receiver as, as JJ either. How could he not be he happy? Keep... He's eating. Well, he was eating even with JJ in the lineup. Right. No, I'm I'm saying going forward for the next like three to ten years. I'm thrilled, man. As long as you keep him happy and he doesn't get in trouble, he's gonna light. How do we keep? Because... How do we keep doing this where we we get rid of Diggs and get Jefferson and then Thielen's finally gone and then we get this perfect slot like uh, like replacement. You have a great scouting like, department. Who my isn't word. Overthinking it. My word. I said I thought that he was a good receiver. I, I I think if I'm not mistaken, I had JSN one and then him two. I'm thrilled to have his jersey. And my only beef with him was that he was a diva, and I think he still might be. But he's in a perfect situation to be happy getting fed the ball, so there's no problem. So he's eating it up. So if you keep things happy and copacetic, he's going to keep eating. He's also a very good Haw- player. Hawkinson's making an argument for best tight end of the league this season. Um, sure. He's. I mean, if you look at it from incredible. the last few weeks, and you, you look at his, if you stats look at the whole, whole season, like right. Had, but the, I'm saying you you cannot say that without taking some qualifiers in there about games he's lost due to poor play and stuff like that. Some uh, but then if you want to, yeah, he's had a couple games where he had crucial drops or turnovers. That's that's fair. Yeah, I guess I'm just or saying pound or for led pound. to an interception. Travis Kelsey just had a red zone but, uh, fumble. Exactly. You know I mean? Exactly. Like, I was just about to say, but the best tight end in the league, arguable, <laughs> had a really arguable. bad game. So All right, let's keep moving. Let's move through. So we're now on the Bears-Lions matchup, so give me a little bit of time here. The Bears lose this game, like miraculously, 31-26, to after leading for pretty much the entirety of the game. Um, well, not really. I guess going into halftime, it was 14-10, but we came out of halftime just swinging on them. I thought Justin Fields had one of his better games. He looked fresh. They got him on the move. And to be honest, I think there was nothing bad to be said about the play calling all the way up until the very end of the game. We forced four turnovers, three interceptions, and a forced fumble on a kickoff. And one of the negatives was we weren't converting points off some of those. Justin had over 100 yards rushing. He didn't hit 200 passing, but he had an amazing throw to DJ Moore. He had an amazing throw to close out the game to Tyler Scott, who slowed up on a deep ball on third down where you had to have it. Yeah, go ahead. So... I really think there were a lot of positives in this game. And the one huge resounding negative is that this coaching staff just doesn't got it. It's like they were so fucking shocked that their play calling worked throughout the majority of the game that they were so mortified and scared about the possibility of giving it up at the end. So they were playing as conservatively and soft as possible hoping that the Lions wouldn't put it together. The same Lions that have had an outstanding offense the entire season. And yes, you did good against them. But then you let Ben Johnson and Jared Goff run up and down the field on you and score two touchdowns in two and a half minutes. And then we lost the game. Tale of two cities because you also took the ball away from three fucking times in that game. Like There's there's a stat that no team ever in NFL history has lost a game up two scores with 40 minutes of possession time and four turnovers. It's never happened before. Like it's never happened. It's like 83 and O was the all other teams ever. So that just shows you how much they bungled it. In, in one perspective, this team has been tank gods the past two years in terms of keeping every game 
competitive, but still finding miraculous ways to lose and have a terrible record. But, like, fuck, man, you cannot put this game on Justin. Justin no, gets strip-sacked on the last really possession. People say he missed that throw to Tyler Scott. He didn't. It was a perfect throw. Tyler Scott, Justin, like, slowed. Do you, have an odd, do you have a number on how many times Justin Fields has been strip-sacked in his career? Yeah, I was just building up. I think it's like 34, 35 fumbles is what he has. It's ridiculous. But keep in mind, I I think Trevor Lawrence has a bunch too. Like, there's a lot of them. So I wanted to highlight the strip sack from Aiden Hutchinson, which ended the game. It was like a safety out of the back of the end zone. Um, a great play by Hutchinson. A bad fumble by Justin. But 99% of that game... Our rookie right tackle, Darnell Wright, with an ailing shoulder and an ankle injury, shut ha- shut shut Hutchinson down. Like he did guy. nothing. He did nothing. I watched I that like matchup. Him. He shut his ass down the whole game. So I just want to highlight that. Yes, that bad play is going to look bad on Darnell Wright. Also, I think Field sh- should have stepped up on that. Um, I think Darnell was writing him out of the pocket. But regardless... The Lions are a good team who knows how to close out games. The Bears are not. I don't like this coaching staff. For the good in the game, you also like lost it in the end because you were inept and scared. After the game, in a press conference where he was getting grilled and asked how he could have coached better, Eberflus waxed poetic about all the times he made good play calls in the past games we won, like the two of two or three of them this year, and. He's just out of touch, man. He doesn't take any accountability. He puts it all on execution, which is blaming the players. He's saying that we're doing everything right, but they're just not executing. Have I and asked this I before? disagree did because did it does not pass the eye test that you are doing a good job calling plays. Go ahead. Have I asked this before? Did your new GM hire Eberflus or did the McCaskies hire you both have. of them? It is up for debate on whether or not it was a Ryan Pace's hire. Because I'm still just like every week, I'm like, what the fuck? Exactly. What a lot of people speculate is that there was a short list of like five candidates that was presented from ownership to eat to right. Pace. And I will quit asking that officially. But I don't know. No one really knows. But either way, it is a pockmark on his resume as a GM, Ryan Pace, it's because ugly. this is not a good coaching staff. And this team... Are, like it is, it, this team legitimately has talent. I watched our rookie D tackle Javon Dexter beat Penny Sewell on a pass rush, tip a pass with his offhand. Look at me, Luke. He was hooked on his inside arm. He reached across his body and tipped. A, you can't see this in audio, but the offhand reaches across the body to tip a pass for an interception. He beats fucking. All world let uh, right tackle Panay Sewell on a pass rush for a quarterback hurry. Like we got Montez Sweat, who also isn't playing on the last drive. Like this shit is disjointed and doesn't work. If we get a good coaching staff in here, I think we'd be fine. I think if you build around Justin, you can have a winning team. Justin was the best player on the field in that game, in my opinion. After uh, watching it, I people would agree with you. I, I think it was a good game by him. But these Lions, um. We out, dude. We out physicaled them all game and still lost. You know how upsetting that is. We bodied them in two. I know, and they earned every bit of it because they are resilient. Because they have a head coach who says bumbly dumb shit, but he's likable, and they're winning. So it's not being criticized. He's obviously football smart. We have a likable bumbling head coach who is not winning, and it is heavily criticized because. 
Eberflus isn't a bad person. I think there oh, are sure. some comparisons sure. with, with Dan Campbell. But, like, I have nothing but good things to say about Dan Campbell and this team. The Bears bodied him for, like, almost the entire game and then two minutes. For 58 minutes, we had him, and then they just took it to us. So, moving on, I want to take a breather. So, why don't you talk to me about this game if you got to watch it at all, which I hope you did. The Packers beat the Chargers 23-20. to do you, yeah. Tell me what you think about this, Luke. I think very little of this. Um, I I think it means, I think it means two things. Um, a, regarding the Packers, I think it shouldn't get your hopes up, because B, the Chargers have been doing this all year. The Chargers have been doing this since last year. Uh, you want to talk about a team that can find ways to lose. I mean, like, and it's, it, yes, it's the drops. Uh, yes, Herbert's receivers are not catching the ball. But I, I Shout consider, out TCU. Shout out Quentin Johnston. I consider the issue to be far greater. And I've been banging the same drum every week so much so that I'm getting sick of saying it. I don't, like, I, you know, you talk about Eberflus not being a bad person. I don't think Brandon Staley's a bad person. Nobody thinks that from what I oh, understand. We, the only I bad people that, are, like, Jack Del Rio and Greg Williams, okay? I, I just think that um, at this point, how can you keep this guy in charge? Like, how I, I don't believe that the the players. Fuck I'm going to be calling the defense so you can stop asking that question. Do you that's understand? Quote, that's you quote, can like, stop asking that question. The dude tried to get like big and bad with the reporters, and certain certain personalities can pull that off. I don't think he pulled it off. I think he looked kind of small. Um. Oh, I, yeah, obviously. Yeah, I, he looked in over his head. He's going to get fired soon. If they have any kind of a backbone. I don't believe he will because how has it not happened yet? That's what I'm saying. Like, so, and uh, you're at the, you're running the risk of fucking up Herbert's whole career at this point. The longer you keep Brandon Staley, you are fucking up Herbert's career and you are Let ruining you what's something. left of Keenan Allen's career. Yeah. Good point. Let me ask you a targeted question. Does it annoy you to hear a certain subsect of the fan base just chatter and chatter away about how Herbert is never to blame and how if only he could just throw to himself and be the one-man show and everyone's letting him down? In the co- do, you, do you think that's true? No, do you I think don't. He's, uh, do you think he's above reproach? Uh, no, I don't, and I think there was a time where I was willing to believe that, but if you're as great as everybody seems to indicate you are, you you elevate these teams beyond, and we've seen we've seen really good quarterbacks do that. So um, I, I believe Justin Herbert has all the talent in the world. I believe that he's not putting everything together either, and, and I think these are all gross little stems from the main source of the issue, right? The root being... Uh, Staley being in charge. This regime is cooked, oh, and yeah. you need to figure it out. Look at the shot in the arm the Raiders have got by getting getting out some bad blood, right? Like, and the Raiders don't really have a talented roster aside from a couple of key names. They have a great running back. Yeah, they have Devontae the Adams. Have, have Max Crosby. That's it. That's a that's a great transition. We're going to talk about the Raiders Dolphins game next, but a little more about this game. No, I don't um, consider to, Herbert to, infallible. If that's what you're asking, and I think that it's, right. uh, some of this is on him too. And we're going to get, we meant to get Brad on last weekend, but there was some scheduling issues. We thought we were going to get it done, but I tried to get Brad to do me a filler. It's okay. He doesn't like me very much. No, Brad was ready. Brad was ready. We were waiting on you Saturday. You're waiting on me. 
Yeah, you told me not to go because you were going to fly in. So Brad was ready in the morning, and I said, pause for a beat. We're going to wait and see when Luke wants oh, to Oh, I was drunk. I th- don't believe anything I, I th- said. I thought you meant you wanted to do a three-way. So oh, no. I'll say this. We'll get Brad on soon, even if it's just Brad and I. We'll fit in a little extra segment. Brad can give us a state of the Chargers. But to give this a little bit more coverage because it deserves it, I think that it's not completely – to, it's not completely Herbert being perfect. Like Herbert has had rough patches. Herbert's dealt with an injury. Herbert had a pretty good game this week. And yes, he's putting the ball on the spot and the receivers aren't catching it. And that's not his fault. And they make bad decisions from the coaching staff and clutch moments in games. But to lose to this Packers team, which is not very good, to fall to four and six with this much talent on your roster is not good. And you cannot retain this coach when he obviously just doesn't have it. And he's saying it's not the defense's fault when this defense was letting these Packers wide receivers who are not very good run straight through them, straight through them, not even tackling them. Now you lose Joey Bosa to injury. You're basically a toothless pass rush. You're soft in the back end and not tackling people. So it's hard to play hero ball when your receivers can't catch and you're giving up scores. And I just, I think it's a super bad look for this organization to lose to this Packers team who I find to be pretty untalented and playing pretty poorly middling they're not very good a lot of a lot of stuff to take into the offseason like jordan love had 322 yards and two touchdowns that's the best game of his career it's one of them if not the best i don't have all of his stats in front of me luke i'm just saying it but you made a great like it sure seems like it you did make a great um pivot to the raiders dolphins game and this one gets a little bit go, extra. Dude. If I could have stayed one more day in Miami, I would have tried to go. That would have been a great game. And I don't know if you noticed, but HBO Max dropped their first in-season episode of Hard Knocks. You watch it? Have you watched? I no. did watch. So, Spoil. D tried I don't to care. D, D tried to get me to watch a Christmas movie last night, and I said, "Sorry, sweetie, I have work to do. I, I work it. late. I got to watch you. this for the podcast." Thank you for episode. doing that. So they covered the lead up to this game. They covered. Uh, Mike McDaniels, who very, very funny guy, very relatable in the fact that he will start a conversation like a a statement without really knowing where he's going to land that plane. And it's quite evident. He'll start talking quite often. Just Michael Scott shit. Yeah. D was like, oh, he's nervous. You can tell that he probably was rehearsing this in the mirror so many times last night. I said, no way. I said, this guy is off the cuff. He did not rehearse a goddamn thing last night. Yeah, I think he's he is the making this up as he yeah. goes. Yeah, he is making this up as he goes. So I thought that the team showed they had personality. I thought that Tyreek Hill was trying to act all, all statesmanly. And he's like at his fucking dinner table with Kenny Vaccaro's sister, who he just married, uh, former safety. And he's like, yeah, I basically, I had to learn you know, how to address the women in my life's different love languages. And I was wearing different hats. Like I would be wearing my football hat when I'd get off of practice and I'd be at home and I got to wear my fiance hat. And I'm like, man, this is like therapy talk. Like he's really out there, you know, just trying to like build the image. I appreciate that. Good for you. You don't think he's um, really putting in the work like that? Cause that's no, I healthy. do. I do. But like, he's hitting all the notes. He's hitting 
uh, the different the different hats that you're wearing in a relationship. He's hitting the love languages. He's well, hitting all the talking that's points. That's got some damage control to do publicly. Like that's all you I'm know, saying. That's all I'm know? saying. So, that's, no, that's but you're like, right. Like Hard Knocks is the ultimate venue to make yourself look to be uh, a, a patron saint of the league. So I thought there was some of that. Um, you saw a lot of Tua and McDaniel's dynamic and relationship out there. One She's of got them the Tua. Oh yeah, and everyone was calling him Drake. It was hilarious. So funny. I love too. It was a I thought it was a fun episode. You saw this game, and one of the most important things that they talked about in this game was Max Crosby. And they were all fanboying over him. It was how crazy he he's, how he's much respect infectious. he's getting. He's getting a lot of respect in the league. And I'll tell you what, my ultimate dream is that the Bears trade down to the Raiders pick like we did with the uh, Panthers last year. And that the Raiders go number one overall for Caleb Williams, and we get Max Crosby as part of the package, like we got DJ Moore. That's my dream. I think Caleb Williams' personality would not jive with the Raiders' uh, fan base and sort of vibe of that team, personally. He's a West Coast guy. I think it fits. West Coast and the Raiders dome. do not necessarily go like this. I understand that they're the California team and now Vegas team, but they're not like it's not like LA or San Francisco. The Raiders are the Raiders. They're pretty hardcore, and I consider. All right, Caleb well, Williams Drake little... may then. Drake. Either way, I want Max Crosby on my team. I want That's that too. I, it's my bad. I got I got carried away. I got no. Excited you're you're right. I get it. Trust me, I understand it's the flashy Las Vegas talk. choice, but there's also the Raiders of it all. It's a, you know, whatever. You got to take it. I get it. He's the highest. I winner. get it. So, that all said, the Dolphins managed to eke out a victory here. Tua had two touchdowns. Tyreek Hill played through an injury where he Where's couldn't like, feel his hand, and he had 146 yards. Tyreek Hill's mom and wife got a plate of nachos dumped on him no. and there's like a lot so it's so funny everyone's like we need to find this man who dumped the nachos so like this guy who's drinking a beer and holding nachos in the seat behind him stands up as they start to celebrate the touchdown and it looks like uh tyreek hill's wife hits them out of his hands onto herself when she throws her hands up and everyone's something, blaming him something i wonder and i know that he likes giving he likes giving the ball to his mom right so that's why she yeah. sits there but I don't know, man. I'd have to think because there was this and then there was the dude earlier in the season that tried to take the ball and then end up giving it back. Right. And it's like, man, that's a lot of drama. You'd want to maybe put your mom up in the booth. Right. But I'm not trying to tell a man how to live his life. I'm just saying. I don't know the logistics of that. Like if they they have sweet seats for players all the time. Tyreek Hill. I know. He is a superstar. That's a problem. Yeah, I see that. Or there's, you know what I mean? I'll say this, the Raiders, since switching to uh, Pierce as the head coach, they rattled off two wins in a row, and they almost beat the Miami Dolphins and had an okay game against them with a rookie quarterback. So um, a lot of good things to be said about that switch, and there's some other head coaches in the league I think should probably be on the way out next week on Black Monday. So we'll see what happens. Giants somehow find a way to beat the commanders 31 to 19 in a game where Sam Howell had three interceptions and took a lot of hits and a lot of sacks and our boy what's the guy's name Tommy Tommy DeVito he's a good Tommy DeVito had multiple turnovers he did the gabagool celebration uh so 
a lot it's of good things to be said about. You know that's literally Pesci's uh, Pesci's character in Goodfellas is Tommy DeVito. It's so funny, dude. It's like yeah, it's very funny. This is just the good stuff, man. This guy is the good stuff. His mom, he lives with his mom and dad, and he's his like favorite I don't gotta, foods and chicken pie. He's, he's like I don't gotta worry about I don't gotta worry about uh, my mom my chicken the cutlets. He's the, the best chicken dude. cutlets. I, I love this chicken guy. Cutlets. I love this yeah. guy. So uh, we will we will cheer for Tommy DeVito, who also played at Illinois for a year. Let's do, um, they, how, the city's gonna rally around Tommy DeVito before Daniel Jones. It's just a fact. I think he's not gonna do well. But as as someone who is closely monitoring the Tankathon website, which shows the draft standings, it was good to see the Giants get to three wins because the um, Panthers only have one win, and if the so Cardinals. The Cardinals have two wins, and I think that they're going to get another win before the end of the season with Kyler starting. But moving forward, the Cowboys beat the shit out of said Panthers, 33-10. to 10. Panthers fall to 1-9, and nine. Prescott two touchdowns, and um, the safety Bland had another pick six. He's got like an oh – yeah, he tied the NFL record for pick sixes in a year with four. How so, overwhelmed does Bryce Young look against uh, Micah and that defense, dude? Let me ask it's you: Do like, you, do you oh think my. that the Panthers are going to win a game this year? Another one? Yeah, and I can even pull up their next schedule coming forward. In fact, I shall do that right now. Their upcoming schedule, Luke. Where is it? It's right here. Is Tennessee at Tennessee this week? At Tampa Bay? At New Orleans? Uh, at home versus Atlanta? At home versus Green Bay Packers, at Jacksonville, at home versus Tampa Bay. I can see them maybe winning one of those games. I can see maybe one. The way we'll they're playing, see. probably none of them. I mean, they're really, really bad, and I don't know. Um, no, I. Mm, uh, it's hard. Can no, you, probably not. Can you, um, Luke, tell me something? How bad is the trade up to get Bryce Young trading their ninth pick last year? What turned out to be the first overall pick this year, two second round picks and DJ Moore to get a quarterback who has led you to the worst record in the league, who looks overwhelmed. Like how bad is that trade going to be thought of in history? If the bears end up with the first overall pick in a, in a perceivably better quarterback draft where it's more valuable. Um, they traded. We won't for, know. Like we won't know until after like next year, because if the idea behind. But it, it's already bad. It's already bad, but I don't know if it's an all timer. It's already bad, but if their idea was, like, okay, now we have to go build up the next year, which I don't know how they're gonna do because they gave away shit. They don't have their first Honestly, round pick this year or their second round pick next year. The more I talk year. about it, yeah, it's pretty historically bad, right? In if a world swapped, where we're already looking at the Watson trade, which is like dudes out for a season, and that's historically yeah. like a bungle. Like, there's a lot. Like, and it just goes to show that we are in the arms race of you have to spend all yes. this money on the quarterback in this year of the quarterback apocalypse. Kirk's down. Daniel Jones is down. Burrow's down. Kyler's back after being down. Deshaun's down. Like uh, more, the list goes on and on. And Other quarterbacks guys, have missed most games. Most of these guys we're mentioning just got bags. You know what I mean? So it's like, it just goes to show you that we're reaping what we sow a little, and this is the the sort of rubber band bouncing back. This is the yeah. what happens. The pendulum you, swings back. You from have the other to side. put in all of this capital for one position that 
it's hard to even call this one historically bad because people are going to keep doing it, right? Like, I don't know. It, There's just a very real chance that they traded the 2022 or 2022-23 first overall pick for the next year's first overall pick that has a better quarterback at the top in they terms had of draft to think prospects. They weren't going to lose this bad, right? Oh, they of had course. To assume, like, Plus, you get all the other shit, and it's DJ on Moore, them. who's going to be a thousand yard receiver. for only getting Thielen and shit, too. Like, Thielen's fantastic for them, but he's all they have. And they traded CMC last year. It's like. It's not good, dude. They thought that it would be better and that Bryce Young would be an elevating factor. Dude, Stroud is looking And if you compare him to like Stroud, a rose, dude, exactly. and you have to, and you will their whole career. Yep. Stroud so, is playing not just rookie of the year ball. Stroud is playing MVP ball. Correct, and we're going to get to that. So Jaguars beat the Titans 34-14. to uh, That's a bounce-back game for them. They beat a rival within their division, and you had a pretty good game from Calvin Ridley and Lawrence to get back on track. The Titans look pretty lost, and Will Levis, that magic has rubbed off like I'd mentioned. I don't think he's very good. Um, I don't have too much to say about this one unless no. there's anything you want to highlight. All right, good. I mean, I love because a, a better game, game yeah. is right, right here. Texans eke out a victory over the Cardinals, who are playing better with Kyler, 21 to 16. Though Stroud had three interceptions, he still hit like 336 and two touchdowns. Tank Dell had a crazy touchdown over the top, hit almost 150. This fucking Texans team is so far ahead of schedule for what we thought they would be. And it's funny, the Cardinals actually own their first round pick. So the Cardinals are sitting pretty with draft uh, at the top of the draft, just like the Bears, but... Man, dude, Stroud is not, like you said, he's not just the front runner for rookie offensive rookie of the year. He might be squarely in the MVP race with the stats he's putting up, with the crazy accurate throws he's putting out there. Such a fan of this dude. Like, I am like a you, kid. You were so guy. out on him before. I That's funny. I, I was, I would not say out, but I was like, I was definitely like, I had a chip where I was like, I don't know about him because I thought he sounded cocky and I said it on the show before and it turns out there's a reason like he's no he's confident because he's a fucking baller and I you know I have a hard time giving credence to Ohio State quarterbacks and I finally did with Fields and I watched him be hot or cold so you can forgive me a little if I was not ready to go all in on Stroud as opposed to the kid from Alabama ready made from a fucking pro program with a fucking I said Stroud was better I said that too well I hear you I've been critical of CJ CJ has fixed every issue I had from him in college and he has shown and accentuated every trait that I thought he was elite at, which is his arm talent and ball placement. And he's, he's always been likable. Players have always liked him. And I think that has been one of the more underrated qualities that he's had for acclimating and um, transitioning into the league is that locker room really likes him and they respect him and they trust him. They are not, like, if you juxtapose that with how they treated Justin Fields at the end of our game playing playing not to lose, like, they're not playing not to lose in Houston. They know that they can take shots and they're going to go out there and let Stroud rip it. And it just sucks because I do, I, I think, I've always thought that Justin Fields was the better prospect compared to the two. You just have to tailor the offense to the skill set. Stroud is in an offense that's accentuating his skill set and he's putting the ball all over the field and they drafted a guy that Stroud personally said that he wanted them to draft because he had a good rapport with him in the offseason of training, which was Tank Dell, who looks very, very good, even though he's a tiny little wide receiver with like 160 pounds. 
Justin Fields gets none of that. They're finally giving him some talent, but they don't cater the offense to his skill set, and they don't give him the opportunity to showcase things at the end of games. But did you have something, Luke, before I move on? No, no, I think everything you said is is fantastic. I I wanted to highlight the uh, they're doing like so the way they're rocking these red helmets. <laughs> oh my word! But uh, I just oh, yeah, I love I love the uniform side. But did you see these like they're doing these like candy red like thing like pant stripes or something this weekend that's got like red and pink like I did not on it? see that. Oh but my I guess god, I'm gonna dude. see it. Hang on, let me pull it up so I can send it to you. But you Do can it. Send it to me. So the 49ers, who are now back on track in an absolute drubbing of the Buccaneers, 27-14. to 14. Purdy had three touchdowns. Ayuk over 150. This game was tight at a couple periods, but, I mean, not really, actually. The 49ers pretty much cruised. I watched this one part of the way in the quad view, but the Buccaneers, I thought they'd be one of the worst teams in the league, but they've still remained competitive at 4-6. and six. Um but the 49ers seem to be back on track. The Bills beat the shit out of the Jets, 32-6. to Josh Allen, three touchdowns. Shakir had a lot of yards, and he had a huge broken play. The Jets are fucking lost at sea. Um, Zach Wilson tripped over his own feet, walking back into the huddle, looking at the sideline. Everyone's making fun of him for that, and he is officially benched and relegated to third-string quarterback. They waited probably far too long to make a – transition and the starting quarterback is going to be Tim Boyle who is you know arguably even worse than Zach Wilson if you look at his um, resume and his statistics so this is a, a very bad season for the Jets and I find it entertaining that Aaron Rodgers has found a way to keep himself in the limelight and tantalize everybody with his rehab where he is his superhuman rehabilitation skills, which are going to put him in the possibility of coming back to practice in early December. Luke, this is so riveting. He may be coming back in early December. Guess what? With the state of this offensive line and the state of this team, there's an argument to be made that Aaron Rodgers coming over to this team and then getting his fucking leg popped off in four plays might have actually hurt this team more than anything because with Aaron coming, you bring in Hackett, who has now doubly showed that he is not a skilled play caller and this offense is fucking lost and it's not all just Zach Wilson. Some of the blame has to be put on the OC. You see Lazard out there not making plays and yucking it up with people in the middle of a game where you're getting blown out. Lazard got paid like $10 million a year to come over with Rodgers. What's to say Rodgers comes back and doesn't get hurt immediately again with an offensive line that's hurt and not playing well? I, so, I mean, like, I would congrats to you, I Aaron. I would almost call it likely. Congrats to you, Aaron. It's been all about you again this year, even though you did not only nothing, you actively hurt the team. I mean, I guess that's tough to say from the perspective of you have to have things your way because you're narcissistic and you had to have everyone come in with you to placate you um, that that way you hurt the team. I'm not going to fault someone for getting hurt, but you did get hurt and you aren't playing and the, the attention is still on you and the the additions that were made to please you have not, you know, panned out so. You Maybe I'm to being too rough. Bra- no, he tried to do what Brady did and bring in his guys and go to a new thing and finally have it his way. And the fact of the matter was he kind of, I don't know. I don't know. I, it, he kind of had it his, his way before a little bit in Green Bay. And I don't know. I, I want to move on, yeah. 
What's the next game? Can I drink a gulp of water, please? Oh, sorry, I wasn't looking. You didn't see me swallowing. I was You're like, like my come audio. on, come on, no. snap, snap. I'm always the I'm next a producer game. on this show too. Okay, I'm always watching my audio. He is. He does a lot of the back end work that I can't thank him enough for. So the Rams beat the Seahawks. <laughs> it's always on Luke's time and Aiden's dime. Aiden's dime. I always say and Aiden's Ram- giant. In Aiden's giant, the Rams <laughs> beat the Seahawks. So it's not going to. <laughs> Dude, last night, or th- maybe last night or two nights ago, I did a fake laugh, and uh, it was the most like insanely fake laugh I could muster. But I was trying to act really well, and Taylor thought it was real. And then she's like, "Oh my god, that was really good!" And Taylor's actually an actor. And then I'm like, "And I That's did it again." I did it again with a straight face, and I was like, "Yeah, I can do that shit anytime I want." I said to her, and she's like, "Why?" And I was like, "And I was like, because I'm a sociopath." And she's like, "That's fucking scary. Don't say that." And I was like, "Oh, I'm just kidding." And then I was like. <laughs> That's very funny to me. <laughs> I often will say absolute banger jokes or dry witty humor such as that to no reaction. And then I just say out loud, like, well, Luke or T would laugh. <laughs> she goes, she goes, she goes, uh, she goes, well, that's scary. I mean, like, do you fake laugh a lot? I'm like, what? No. I go, what? No. And she's like, well, cause that sounds like your regular laugh. I'm like, no, you'd know. I was like, <laughs> I was like, this is a scary world. I'm like, I don't think I do. I was like, I don't that know. Is- that is so funny. Okay, went, let's you know, finish also, up. I was probably baked or something. So was let's like finish up the schedule. Let's finish up the schedule. The Rams come out on top over the Seahawks in a last second uh, field goal. If I'm not mistaken, wait, I can't remember, but I know that you one was know, not. Yeah, a, do you remember? I, uh, mm, I think I got it. Was that uh, a last second field goal? Do you remember? No. Okay. Well, it was very close up until the end. This was like a year ago. It was a last second field goal. Gino got hurt. Left. Gino got hurt, Drew, but then he came back in with the sleeve on, which was kind of badass. But the Rams were down for a lot of it, and then they came back right at the end. Cooper Cup went out with injury. Um, Puka Nakua had some really cool catches. And I wanted the Rams to win. I wanted the Giants to win because I need all of the really bad teams to win except for the Panthers because then the Bears get the number one pick. And that's where I'm at as a fan. We're, Speaking we're, of... We're in November, and I've already fucking lost the plot. I'm already planning for the draft. Speaking of Drew Locke, I told my brother when I saw him uh, in Florida that I was like, I told him how I wanted Andrew, my man Drew Dalton, or Drew Locke, and he was like, like I mean, straight. I was like, this is why you're, this, you, this is why you could never be in charge of a team. And I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, that is so damning. I mean, great, great transition point because let's talk about the guy that you got instead, Joshua Dobbs, whose parents were at the game, Passed staring at him potentially disprovingly. But the Broncos get a win against you guys, twenty-one to twenty. Tell me about this game. Surging Vikings versus surging Broncos. Um, hey man, here's the here's the story of the season uh, concerning our losses all year. It doesn't matter who's under center, Kirk Cousins. Jaron Hall, Josh Dobbs. If we have three turnovers in a game, we're not going to win, right? It, it's just like this is how it goes. Granted, the first uh, the first fumble um, by Dobbs was not called a penalty on the field. It was called a fumble that was ruled in favor of the other team, and the same hit also got a player knocked out of four games this year. So I'm a little confused by that. Uh, that was a pretty clear miss when a dude launched crown first at a quarterback's chest and face, but 
Um, I try not to gripe too much about refereeing, but that's, that goes beyond like protection of players and where we're at right now. So I'm a little concerned about that. I was also pretty concerned that it was going to concuss Dobbs. He went straight to the tent, and I thought maybe he was going to be out for a while. So thankfully he wasn't. Uh, I think that a four-game suspension is well-deserved for a, a dirty hit. And so this is how it's going to be now. Um, people say it's a little harsh, but this is not the first time that dude has had dirty hits this season. Um, and again, um, just a little bit of perspective. I do agree within the context of our current league. That's a dirty hit. Um, a little caveat, though. He was that being kind tackled. Of parlays, no, I'll say this. I'll say this. Um, he was technically a ball carrier on that play. That that's not an excuse. It's a quarterback too. He's Justin not wide Fields open. He's getting pulled hits, down. Right. Justin Fields takes a bunch of hits and never gets flags too. I think that's an issue. Um, I wanted to loop this combo back into the beginning of the pod with the conversation with Tom Brady because these are the hits that were very routine to an extent back in the day. The sure. Tom Brady's trying to romanticize, but we are not in that league right now. No, and then to it's not over. call that to not call that a penalty on the field, allow that to be a turnover, and then to subsequently retroactively suspend the guy for it is a bad look. To his head on hit the, the turf. To his head hit the turf and he like went out lights out last year and you know what i mean and then we we're like oh we better take care of quarterbacks this dude's getting taken down and then a guy runs up and puts his fucking head into his fucking like yeah, i agree head like, the chest neck head like that's even if it's okay here's what's up if he throws his shoulder at the exact same spot he hit with his head 100 percent legal but that's a different fucking story. It, 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 you know what I mean? Like if his the crown of his helmet hits square in like the chest, if he does that with the shoulder, that's actually okay. But he didn't. It's his fucking since he ended up bleeding, it goes above into the neck and into the face of Dobbs. Like it's it's brutal. And he's done it multiple times this year. It's whatever. And so I'm not gonna sit here and bitch about it. That was a turnover, one of three. Um, we cannot do that. Our defense is uh, ahead of schedule and and actually. Uh, surprisingly very good this season and I love it um, but the fact of the matter is you can't do them that way and turn over the ball like that so um, no matter how good Dobbs has been he you know he, he's gonna have to take an L here and there and that's gonna happen I, I think that we're still squarely in the uh, playoff race um, I think uh, the stat I heard on Sunday was even if, if we won, we were like in the high 90s to make the playoffs. If we lost, we were somewhere in the 80s of percent chance to still make the playoffs. I think we will. I think we're putting this together. Uh, JJ is still not going to rush back, uh, and we've been surviving. And not only that, we're like, what, four and one without him, five and one without him? Like, it's, it's going to be okay. So, um, this is a good learning experience. I thought Dobbs' parents being there was funny. Like, somebody, like, somebody memed it being like, uh, Dobbs's parents like looking like uh, they wish he would have still worked at NASA, and Dobbs put and it on his IG story. It. Yeah, so yeah. funny. I love. He's that very shit. in touch with the humor surrounding like his story, and he's, he's always cool. highlighting it on his social he's media. Cool. He's very like likable. Him. I'll say they definitely like hyped him up. Way like, dude, Collinsworth is so bad at that. He does that with everybody. Well, he just, they feast he, over stories like that. He feasted up on Tyson Bajant when Tyson was the primetime game that he called, and he feasted on Dobbs. So he he called that one play where Dobbs was rolling out to the sideline, and then he stopped in his tracks and hit the guy for a touchdown. Great Aiden. play. Great Dobbs play. on that play. Dobbs on that play. I th- some of the stuff he does, it's just unbelievable. Uh, and maybe it's just because 
I, oh, it's just so distinctly different from Kirk too. Taylor literally right. thinks I'm like cheating on Kirk right now. I'm like, I'm not cheating on Kirk. I love Kirk. No, but Josh Dobbs was getting Josh Dobbs was getting pulled down by his shoulders from behind. The player falls off. He catches himself and then throws a fucking TD. That's bad ass. But do you think it's like warranted after we've seen him? Like he's not like a new quarterback. He's he's actually oh, been in the league like for a while. But to compare him to Mahomes, I it's just like come on, you're setting people up to fail, dude. It's not uh, fair to compare him to Mahomes, but it's very compa- it's very fair to compare him to somebody that, like Keenum maybe or just Nick like Foles that or something play, like that. I guess, but that play was Mahomes esque, but it was also like. I don't know. I don't want to do that. You're right. I don't want to overhype the the dude. I'm just saying that to come in and fill in the way he's filling in, admirable, and take the reins of the a minimum, high powered really cool. offense, and yeah. taking the reins of it, and not only that, but elevating it. That's hard to do. So I'm and impressed. I think Purdy. I think Hawkinson. Purdy is a fair comparison, aside from him being so much older than Purdy. Like I think him coming in and 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 riding the wave is is a, a very. I think that's the most accurate current comparison I can think of. Yeah, um, I do think he feeds Hawkinson heavily, and I think well, that's been and, a great and you, asset. And you must, and you must. Yeah. Um, okay, I want to get off this game, but I want to say one thing. Um, you guys can't go forward with Madison as your running back next year. No I don't way. understand he what's He is up. the problem. And Dude, he's I think the we, problem. I, I know that. And, well, he he's can't a do problem. shit in the red zone. No, problem. he is your red zone problem. You oh, no, 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 no. We cannot move on from this game without highlighting the fact that uh, yes, Madison is our fumbles. starter, and I think we went and got Acres for that very reason, and then Acres went out. You see what I'm saying? So that's a bummer. I honestly saw Madison have some of the better runs he's had his whole fucking season in that game, but it still was not enough to convince me that he should be the starting running back. I agree with you. What we must highlight is the fact that Russ is having a very good season, and the yeah. fact that Russ fucking looked like he was Super Bowl Seahawk Russ, and the fact that did. Russ took a two-minute heartbreak drill on me and hit Cortland Sutton Dude, in the Cortland corner of the Sutton. end zone. Randy Mossed over yeah. Blackman. Like, it was the most soul-sucking, heartbreaking. right off of him. But at the same time, it's like, what can you do? Like, I'd rather lose that way. Like, you know what I mean? So um, y- you do what you got to do. You take your losses. At least it was a good one against a team who's very comparable to us, who's beat the Chiefs who's surging as well. Like I'm okay with it. Um, I think that it's interesting that Sean Payton was a bounty fucking gate against the Vikings. And then his player tries to take out my quarterback. I'm mad. I'm salty. I'm it's personal. I would never forgive that. I, I hold grudges against certain things and certain players. Um, yeah, that was a great drive and he sunned him and that was like quite a catch. Unreal. It was good. Look good. good. I'm mad, but it looked good. The Kelsey Bowl rematch, um, it, for some reason, I hadn't quite thought about going into the Monday night game about how it was going to be all Kelsey again. Because How did you I not just, think? That's all. They started no, doing I, it a week in advance. Like, they started no, I, ta- I couldn't escape it. I know. But, like, then this was, like, last week. I had I was like, oh, cool, Eagles, Chiefs. But then it dawned on me quite quickly that it was going to be all Kelsey shit. So I started to dread it. It was a sloppy, sloppy game in the downpour rain. Yeah, a cold. lot of Kelsey talk, but you know the the cherry on top of this game was that the more likable, though still kind of annoying, Jason Kelsey had a great game where he had highlight reel pulling blocks as like a thirty six year old, and then Travis Kelsey had a terrible game where he dropped multiple passes, including red some key fumble. passes, and had a red zone fumble where it got peanut punched out of him, and he did his 
you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna have his patented stuff, maybe talk about how he's always just punching the ground as hard as he can when he makes a bad play. It's got to hurt your hand. Maybe that's why you dropped the pass later because you're punching the ground. Also, he always wears bright yellow cleats when no one else does, just in case you couldn't miss him. Hey, do you want to talk about uh, if you want to like give Herbert this benefit of the doubt of like receive, it's all the receivers fault. Like, are we going to do it about Mahomes? Like fucking Mahomes players are, are dropping everything too. They really are. They really are. And like, I'll say this. I think a lot of the what? problem. He's still going to take him to a fucking AFC title, if not a Super Bowl. That's the difference. What's the difference between me and you? Probably so, because even after an ugly game where they allowed the Eagles to come back and win, they're still sitting at 7-3 and three despite playing pretty bad second-half football this entire season. A lot of it to do, in my opinion, with Matt Nagy. I think Matt Nagy is a bad play caller and a bad coach, and I think that this offense has regressed with him as the play caller. Um, the Eagles are out there pushing Jalen Hurts butt cheeks to the end zone like 35 times. That and now are. they're, now they're like lauding the rush And You should, they're saying like, okay, Jalen Hurts has the quarterback record for rushing touchdowns. He has supplanted Cam, uh, Newton and everyone on Twitter is going to defend Cam Newton and be like, yeah, Cam Newton was doing it, jumping over linebackers, not getting both his ass cheeks pushed on. Like, and then they, spread, somebody, spread posted, open <laughs> somebody posted a cut up of all the Jalen Hurts rushing touchdown highlights. And it's just a bunch of him getting just waved from behind, just like a wave <laughs> of human beings. So look, <laughs> spread it on. Let's. Let's get to before Luke loses it and this devolves into a debaucherous episode. Let's get to this week's picks, okay? Because I can see where Luke is heading. Shut up. All right, let's do this. Luke actually did a playgirl spread. He spread his butt cheeks as my concho. I mean, I was fully nude. I pulled my butt apart. As my concho. All right. We have three games in a row on Bro, this feast giving, hey, this Thanksgiving. I, Luke, what? What? Don't derail two me words. again, I swear no, to God. No, two words. Two words. It's very important for this week of football. Why what just I, happened? The balloons went across Whoa. again. That happened last time we were talking. Facebook is weird. Uh, or meta. I have two words. Okay. Gobble, gobble. Gobble, gobble. I got two words for you. The cobbler. <laughs> cobbler. The cobbler, for all these Luke, people. cobbler for all these fucking people, okay? One Thanksgiving, you... me and my dad were roasting Aiden's dick because we were like, yeah, Aiden, they're not going to give them cobbler. You you sound like you uh, like are having a stroke. Yeah, we were talking about how after the game they have a little on-field feast while they interview the players. It's always so funny when they give them dry-ass turkey legs and then yeah. put a microphone in front of them. I was there the in face. person last year, not and I'm like, lest we forget. Correct. And I'm like, dude, I love how they always have, like, the turkey out there with the sides and the cobbler. And Luke's family, like, jaws to the floor laughed at me. Like, cobbler's the most outlandish thing I could ever bring up. Me, me, an educated consumer, has taken note of the fact that they have cobbler out there every year in lieu of pie. And I took note of it. So I bring up that I think there's going to be cobbler. Then, subsequently, we see the cobbler after the victory, and I rubbed it in their face. Cobbler, uh, Luke, for all these people. We all were right, like we high got, schoolers at that point. We got three games in a row on Thanksgiving for the first time in a gobble, while gobble. due to some logistical issues and people having 
stuff come up. Um, I had to make a change at the last minute for my Thanksgiving plans. So we're both we're both I'm, flying solo, right? I'm yeah. I'm gonna be doing my first just chill sesh Thanksgiving in many years, where it's just gonna be me and my girlfriend. And since it was more last minute that we changed. We decided we weren't going to go, like, scramble together all the ingredients and cook again. So we took advantage yeah. of a pretty dope deal with a local barbecue spot, Pat's BBQ, Murfreesboro. I got Luke, and we just picked it up at lunchtime for 100 buccaronis. And this is a meal for 10, by the way. So, like, we're not going <laughs> to finish it. But here's Dude, the deal. Freeze some of that shit and keep eating all holiday No, we season. are. We yeah. are. I have, I have a vacuum sealer, so I'm going to – a food saver. Fucking a, so I'm gonna, man. I'm going to make like soup out of the bones. I'm going to, I'm going to eat all of it over the course of like, however long it takes, but you're the modern hunter, you're going to, you, we use had, every bit. We use every bit of the, of the bloods of the barbecue meal. We, we use the bones for the, I t- see, we the, use skin? the see the we skin, see the skin. I'm, I'm waving it to, in front of your to, face. I'm like, I make chicken chips out of this after I, put I was, it, throw it in the I was dehydrator. Gonna say, I was going to say you fucking dry it out and uh, with flatten it with reeds and make papyrus for D out of it. Uh, and after I've absolutely blanched these bones, I grind them into a fine powder to to put nitrogen into my soil <laughs> to create a nutrient dense environment. Okay, anywho, let's talk about the games. We were gonna oh, no, get no, 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 by wait. the pound. Your feast. We were gonna get by the pound, but it was like thirteen ninety five dollars per pound of turkey. Good and Lord. I'm like, dude, but if we get the meal for ten, it's a hundred dollars, and I get a seventeen pound whole turkey. I get a big ass flat aluminum like. You know what I'm talking about? Stop like a big flat yeah, aluminum yeah, thing yeah. of mac and cheese, a yeah. full flat one of stuffing, and a full flat one of mashed potatoes, a gigantic circular size aluminum tray of gravy, and a whole oh apple pie. My. Oh my word. All for a hundred bucks. Sounds amazing. That's Is that not amazing. a great deal? Uh, it's a phenomenal deal. And again, my, like my tummy's rumbling over that. It sounds fucking incredible. So that um, starting tonight, that's going to be my meal for like the next couple of days. So anywho, good let's get you. to the, let's get to the, I to, Oh, do I not picks. get to talk about my feet, my feast, what I'm doing with my life? Coming like, up. I'm like, I'm cause I'm, I'm celebrating my first Thanksgiving, just me and my wife. I'm not living in sin. Like, you it's know not I mean? going like, to, <laughs> <laughs> um i'm excited though we we knew we were gonna do it so um we uh we got like a turkey breast and uh i'm a i'm a i'm a a biscuit guy taylor went to this amazing place in la and got this like six pack of biscuits they're fantastic i already sampled one uh so i love that she's gonna make my mom's gravy to bake or what they're already made they're fucking fine what do you do with them where are they at are they just like on the counter mm-hmm. or do you heat them up no there's they're sealed up right now uh so we're gonna warm them back up and stuff um dude just a d- little bit just with some, paint some butter well, dude, on the top and you won't believe it. aiden they have like they gave us like all they give like the the honey the hot honey they gave us like they had like strawberry lemonade jam like all this crazy shit it's la baby mm. Uh, so I'm excited about that. I'm making a cherry pie per tradition. Uh, Taylor's gonna make my mom's turkey gravy. Um, and uh, sounds awesome, man. I, I'm a man that loves me a can of the jellied cranberry with the ridges from the can and stuff. I love Ugh. it so much. So I'm gonna have some of that. Taylor's making potatoes. We're making Brussels sprouts. It's gonna be quite a spread. Uh, that sounds we'll, good. We'll, we'll exchange photos of our of our Thanksgiving Day spread. I'm also probably just gonna drink. It's just us. No, understandable. Like, watch all these. Watch all this ball. So let's do picks. Oh yeah, dude. I'm gonna be. I'm, 
I'm thankful for you, my friend. How about that? I'm, Love you so much. I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful for our good buddy T, who is in Las Vegas, just yucking it up, just like making a lot of mun. I'm thankful for another friend, Brad, who's a frequent listener, whose team is ailing right now. I'm thankful for family. I'm thankful for all the friends who aren't NFL male listeners, but who should be. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm eager to see what your spread looks like. I generally, I'll say this, I generally cook and I do enjoy cooking. I talk about it all the time, but this was one of those where I was like, I'm well, kind of interested. Know. A, I didn't know. And I'm interested to see how like a smoked turkey is going to taste. Cause I've never oh, sure. had. Do you want to know what I wanted to do? Turkey. Did you see the what? commercials that Popeye's were pre-selling uh, Cajun yeah. turkeys? Oh, like fried turkey. Oh, yeah. My. I told Taylor I kind of wanted it. So that's what I was I, saying. I, I was like, I know a bunch of different places offer to cook for your Thanksgiving. So I'm like, why don't we just do that for one? It, just for us and oh, then just eat no off of mess. it like kings. Like, that sounds incredible. We've just never it's done it before. It's all just ready so in those excited. big flat aluminum trays. And I thought 100 bucks is honestly like comically low compared to some of the other places prices because it's got a whole turkey in it like food prices are really high right now so generally i would cook last year when we cooked um our oven doesn't work super well it doesn't heat evenly and one of the breasts was like still raw in the middle and i got like really pissed off about that i was like really all right you want to go to the picks three in a row on set three in the row on thursday and then a black friday game let's cruise so Green Bay at Detroit, an NFC North matchup. And I have not written these down yet. I'm picking them live with you, so we can just cool. go back and forth. Great. I'm taking Detroit Lions at home in this one. Me too. Detroit Lions are going to be 9-2 and two tomorrow on Thanksgiving. Doesn't that sound Which delicious? fucking nuts. I'm sure the last time that's happened was like 60, 70 years ago or something. Who knows? Next, another division. Ma- they're all division matchups, bearing the lead. Washington at Dallas. I'm going to go ahead and take Dallas at home. I'm assuming you uh, are too. Without a doubt. You pretty much should pick Detroit and Dallas barring a miracle. I mean, it's Thanksgiving. The next one, the night game is San Francisco at Seattle. Who do you have in that one? Uh, San Francisco. Yep. I thought about maybe Seattle at home, but with an ailing quarterback um, for the Seattle Seahawks and with how well San Francisco has been playing of late, I'm also taking them. The Friday mm-hmm. night black or Friday afternoon. You know, it's funny. It's at 3 p.m. because there's like rules and regulations in place that you can't have NFL games after 6 p.m. on Fridays because it would infringe on people watching some college and mostly high school football. So that Amazon, with their big greedy pockets, offered $100 million to have the rights for this game and they shoehorned it in at 3 o'clock to skirt those rules. And not only that, they're, they're featuring different types of advertising in this where it's going to be AI driven based on your um, viewing habits. So like certain, like for instance, bows, I read this article, which I wish I had in front of me. I would cite the guy. Um, I thought you were going to say, wish I wish I hadn't. (laughs) (laughs) No, but they're going to like target the ads to certain viewing habits. And then some people are going to see different versions of different ads. Um, They are charging like way more for these ads, obviously. And they're going to allow you to purchase things from the ads with like one or two clicks while still watching the game. Hey, respect so it's the like hustle, it I is a, a completely new I'm dynamic of, of Black Friday where we used to go to brick and mortar stores and Luke and I would wait out in long lines to go get a stack of fucking DVDs and Blu-rays mm-hmm. and now everything's get some shoes. It's like the whole month of December of November is just Black Friday. So yeah. that said, Miami at New York Jets, which probably looked to be such a tight 
pickup for them in the preseason. Yeah, at the time, but, sure. I'm uh, taking Miami. I have Miami. Uh, me as well, Miami. Even though I saw somebody on Instagram say, let Tim boil. <laughs> B-O-I-L. Crab right, boil. Cruising. Crab boil. All right, New Orleans on that at... New Orleans at Atlanta. Who do you have in that? Oh, Jesus. Um, They're going back to Ritter. Flip, flop, snip, snap, snip, snap. That's a bad matchup. That game sucks. Um, Damn. They both suck. New Orleans. I have Atlanta in this one. I just... I'm only airing with Atlanta because they have the home field advantage. And I just have to think eventually they're going to put it together with some of these young playmakers they have. And I'm not impressed with New Orleans, and I hate picking them every week. And then it seems like every week I pick against them, they win. So it sucks. Damned if you do, damned if you don't. Another one mm-hmm. that's been fucking me and even more you is Tennessee this year. Mm-hmm. That, that, there's always one or two teams that thwarts us every year. I remember last year it was Denver. I took way too long to get off the Denver train. Me too. All right. Pittsburgh at Cincinnati, who is now going to be starting their backup going forward. But Pittsburgh's offense sucks really bad. Um, this is kind of a tough one. Mm-hmm. I agree. I'm going to take um, I'm going to take Pittsburgh though. I'll I'll go ahead and jump on the grenade first. Who is uh Burrow's backup? I don't know off the top of my head. I don't remember. Oh my god, that's terrifying. Um I, I still I still have to believe that the weapons on Cincinnati are better than what's going on. That was my thought. That was my thought I have for Cincinnati. a second. I have Cincinnati. It's Jake Naji, Browning. Najee's out there like like really airing grievances, it seems like. And um, I don't know. Maybe he's right. Maybe that Pittsburgh can't continue to keep winning if they're going to play ugly. So maybe this is maybe. where they finally get smacked maybe in the mouth. I don't know. Maybe getting rid of Matt Canada and getting in a fresh – signal or play caller will be what they need to put it together. I'm not sure. I have a hard time with this one. I totally understand Cincinnati. I almost picked them for the exact same reason due to them having a better team overall, but I'm going to go ahead. Pittsburgh's consistency makes sense. I'm just, I'm taking a few swings since I'm down by a couple. Yep. I'm taking Pittsburgh. So next we have Carolina at Tennessee. I think this is the one most like arguably the most likely game that Carolina could win with their remaining schedule. And all that said, I have Tennessee and I I think Tennessee's defensive line is going to just bludgeon Bryce young. Their defensive line is tight. They have tier tart and Jeffrey Simmons playing elite football and he just can't overcome that right now. No, I agree with you. It's a similar thing that I, I have when I'm projecting games out for the bears. I literally, like a lot of the times you can look and be like, all right, they've got this, but I've, we've got this and we'll elevate and potentially get a win. It's like, if the defense has any elite player whatsoever in my mind, I'm like, they're going to beat the shit out of the bears offense. Like, especially if it's a defensive lineman, like, Oh, they got Max Crosby. Well, we're done. Oh, they got Jeffrey Simmons. Well, we can't stop that. Like, it's just going to ruin our whole offense. All right. Next we have Tampa Bay at Indianapolis. Kind of tough. Kind of tough. Um, Indy coming off a bye week. Tampa Bay. Baker's playing good football. I don't even care. I'm going to take Indy coming off a bye week at home. Lucas, this is going to be a pretty interesting one to watch. But Aiden, the GM's being targeted because he's a rich white billionaire. What? You didn't see Ursay say that about his 2014 arrest? No, tell me please. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I guess he was on. I think he was on HBO or something talking about it. Um, but that was the headline today. Was like 
the He's quote, so fucking out of touch. The, the quote from his 2014 arrest was when he got pulled up with all these drugs in his car and $26,000 in cash and uh, was, like, drunk and stuff like that, seemingly under the influence. I mean, he was charged under the influence and pled guilty because he, quote, wanted to get it over with. And he said that the police were targeting him because he was a rich white billionaire. And he knows how it sounds. He doesn't care how it sounds because it's the truth. And he knows the truth and yada, yada. And it's like, all right, man. Like, I mean, or just because he was like, I think he was trying to pose it as if Joe Blow down the street got pulled up like that. He wouldn't get popped. And I'm like, you're crazy. So let me, let Joe me Blow put down the street context. had that stuff in his car, too. He'd be fucked. Like, you let know me I mean? put that into context. So you're admitting that you're a privileged white man who was born into generational wealth, who has the means to have a car full of drugs with $26,000 in cash. Then you played victim saying you were targeted because you have the ability to have that. You are, you're targeted because of your privilege in life. And that makes you a victim. And then you compared yourself to people who couldn't even afford to have the money in the car in the first place. Yeah, You're so kinda, goddamn out kinda, of touch. Joe Blow gross. couldn't even afford to have $26,000. Joe Blow $26, is buying jerseys. $26,000 sounds incredible, yeah. Joe, Joe Blow is buying jerseys coming to Lucas Oil Stadium to support your lifestyle and habits, yeah. or lack thereof, and your ability to tweet out absolute fucking tripe and bullshit all the time and make yourself the center of attention. I don't like Jim Irsay, and the fact that he plays victim – for a drug arrest and said, I just wanted to get it over with. They were targeting me. My brother in Christ, were you or were you not under the influence with drugs in your car and cash? Like you got caught. You got caught. <clears throat> Say I made a mistake and I've grown from that. And I don't, I don't partake in those same uh, destructive habits anymore. And I take driving safety seriously and this and that. And then people forgive well, you, but no, I mean, you didn't, was, you didn't do it that. It was nine years ago, almost 10. It's like, why even like, why even comment? Yeah, what was the context like, of bringing that up? I don't know. I think it was like maybe somebody, maybe he was asked. I don't know. I, I don't really know the full thing. I don't know if it was on Real Sports. I don't know what it was on. With Brian Gumble? I just, I just know that I was watching First Take and it came up while I was working this morning and I was like listening. To I don't like him. He's one of my least liked uh, owners in the league. All right, New England at New York Giants. By the way, Luke, this is one of the most heavily monitored tankathon games because the. Uh, Patriots only have two wins and the Giants have three. We Ooh. ideally need the Patriots to win this game. Mm, mm. But here's the thing. They're not because we no, don't even know who I their think, starting quarterback is. No, Mac I is think broken. The Giants, Zappy sucks. Tommy DeVito is going to come in and, uh, and all that swagger. He probably is going to be awful after his mom made an amazing spread. Chicken for Thanksgiving. Cutler. Oh, my Lord. Uh, it's going to be Ma! my man, my man, dancing Rick. And by that, I mean the Giants. Yeah. Yeah. I also you have see the Bill, Giants. Bill said, like, in that one interview, like, 20-plus times, it's like, I told everybody to be ready. And when they kept asking who's going to be the starting quarterback, like, I told everybody to be ready. Yeah, that place <laughs> is not looking good right now. He's obviously going to not be the head coach going forward. Um, kind of scary. They, they're just going to mutually part ways, and it would make sense if the Patriots wanted to It'll draft almost the be, like, higher. a weirdly, like, refreshing breakup, right? Like, they can both do, go do their – like, the Patriots being run a different way after all this. Like, we are now – like, they're in the, the, the end times after the, the, the glory, right? So it'd be almost interesting to see how that looks completely different because right now the Patriots are always associated with Bill and, and Brady, and, like, we, that's over. I want to see yeah. these new Patriots as much as I love the GOAT. It'll be interesting. Luke loves the Patriots. He chose them I as do. his 
you know, they, they formerly the New England Patriots, now the Chicago Shamrocks. Yeah. Um, Jacksonville at Houston. Um, I have Houston Stroud. I think that is a smart pick. I think that they're a really hot team and they're playing really well, not just Stroud, but I do think Jacksonville has much more talent and Stroud did throw three interceptions last week. He's not perfect. I think Jacksonville showed a little bit of growth last week in their blowout victory. I'm going to take Jacksonville as an away team in this one. All right. Good work. Next Cleveland at Denver. I'll take Denver, Denver in this one. At home. Yeah, Denver for me. Uh, they're they're so hot right now. Dorian Thompson Robinson didn't do shit all in that win he, it, uh, last yeah. week. It was um, a field goal victory. Mm-hmm. He did not do much. Next we have the LA Rams at the Arizona Cardinals. Also a good game to monitor for Tankathon purposes. It is a good game. I have the Rams. I, surprisingly, have Arizona at home. You got Kyler. I got Kyler at home in this one. This Split one's on kind four of four picks so far. This one's kind of, nope, more than that. We have one, two, three five picks we've split on and this one is kind of me taking a shot i'm taking a shot with some wishful thinking on this one that they're going to pick up a win here i think the rams have been first off kind of not playing well especially with uh stafford when he was a little bit hurt but they've also been dealing with injuries to cooper cup and they barely won that game last week whereas the cardinals are a little bit ascending i think that a home field team coming into the holidays, a motivated Cardinals. I think they might manage to eke out like a last second pick. Fire in their gut. Get that fire in your gut. Do you? Dude, that seems so long ago. Now we're like well into this season. It's been a while. It's cool. Chronicling these, the good these seasons. I love it. Yeah. Sorry. This is our biography autobiography. Let's go. Kansas, Kansas city at Las Vegas Raiders. That's a fun one. Chiefs. I also have the Chiefs in a bounce back game, but I hope it's an interesting one, and I hope Max Crosby punches um, uh, Mahomes in the arm. He's like, "Dude, I know what you're doing, dude. Don't punch me, bro. No, no, dude, I know what you're doing, dude. I know what you're doing." Sorry, my phone's being weird and like disconnecting. Something happened. I bet you you're attaching to Taylor's car. Ah! I guarantee I'm you, are you talking with to my Taylor. Wife? Taylor, 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 Taylor. It's not going okay, to Okay, have work. fun at therapy. Good to, good to hear from you. Nah, Happy Thanksgiving. Good luck with the cooking. <sighs> Bye. It's not going to work. Hey, what's up? I was on with Taylor. I thought that happened. Yeah, hang on. All right. I just realized that my uh, headphones are only at 10%, so we we're, luckily we're right at the end, so we should be good to just wrap up. All right. That was very funny. She's like, ah, I don't know what to do. And I'm like, That's super funny. I'm like, good luck with your uh, cooking for Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you and yours. And at first That's I was so going, funny. Taylor, 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 Taylor. That's Taylor, funny. Taylor. How are you? I like that movie. It's funny. It's funny. All right. I can bring us back in. All right. Do it. In three, 
two, two, one. one. So I think that this Chiefs versus Raiders Chiefs. matchup could be interesting, especially after seeing how the Raiders, uh, knock on wood if you're with me, have been playing better. And we, we remember from the quarterback series, the Max Crosby-Mahomes stare down and duel. He's like, dude, I know what you're doing, dude. I know you're doing, dude. When Crosby like gave him a little punch on the arm, so I hope I see some fucking hostility. I hope I see some chippiness out there, and I hope it's a good game. But we both have the Chiefs in that one. Next, we have Buffalo Bills at Philadelphia Eagles. That's a fun, interesting matchup. I think. Me thinks. Um. Yes, it is. I have the Eagles. I also have the Eagles in that one. Sorry. Sorry, Josh Allen. Have fun at Haley Steinfeld's Thanksgiving, which is where he was caught um, in a video. Is that right? Yeah. He was, like, at their family Thanksgiving. That's All hilarious. right. Baltimore at Chargers for the night game. Chargers in primetime again. And guess what? I think they're going to get spanked by the Ravens. I've got Baltimore. I have Baltimore, too. Hopefully this is, like, for the sake of the Chargers and Brad's sanity where Staley uh, gets the boot. Or I hope they put it together and win for Brad's sanity. Next, Monday Night Football. Which, wait, wait, wait. What's the Monday Night Football song? So Thursday night is all night long. But what's what's Monday? It's the Monday country night one. Is the, Monday night is the I can feel it. Coming in the and then and then they have Snoop Dogg being like, "Get it cracking!" Like does like a whole like Monday night thing. Oh Lord, dude, Vikes, Bears, oh Lord, capping a holiday weekend extravaganza. We're gonna be mm. so full we might die. Can uh, you imagine how much Monday is gonna suck going back to work, but then knowing we get a Luke and Aiden Bowl to close it out? It's it's a very warm feeling. Oh Lord! Vikings in back-to-back primetime games. Crazy, do crazy. I, do I even need to ask who you're picking? You don't, but you can. For the record, guess Skull. what? I have no fucking confidence in this coaching staff. I think this is a game we could win. Maybe even should win after how we if we play how we played against the Lions. But I don't think we will because. We are a team that doesn't know how to win. We don't know how to close out games. So I've got the Vikings. Sad to say. Yep. I also We're playing for a jersey Minnesota here, okay? Vikings. I want I want a Chicago Bears Marvin Harrison Jr. jersey paid for by yours truly. So I got So we do split what on five do. picks. One, two, three, four, five picks, and I'm up by wow. two. This could be a significant swing. This could help me. It could be the nail in one of our coffins. Yeah, it's true too. I picked some swings. You picked some swings. I had a couple swings. It's exciting. A holiday weekend's exciting. Thanksgiving football is, I mean, such a treat. I literally had the pleasure of uh, of being there in person last year when speaking about Thanksgiving football. Like, being at the primetime game last year um, for the Vikings game was incredible. So, um, I look forward to watching it from the comfort of my home and not paying so much for beers and everything else but damn dude that was back when kirk cousins was still alive <laughs> shut up <laughs> don't talk it that way about like kirk so He's a long saint. ago i, I mean know. yeah that's usually he has what an they acknowledged do post- that's usually what they the do team, posthumously like, to uh well-known people after they're dead they make them like saints. wouldn't you wouldn't you say it's like like the the silence is is jarring about like him not really saying anything publicly about dobbs and stuff and maybe i'm reading into that it's weird it's like he disappeared that's why i said he's dead it's weird. Because right. I haven't well, heard from him. 
Well, he's around because he was literally like feeding people at like the at like um, Salvation Army like food stuff like pantry Hell and stuff. Yeah. So he's there. That's like good. Kirk's the man. Kirk's the man. But hey, who hasn't worked and done some volunteer work in a situation like that? I know I have. Go ahead and yeah, text this guy man. if you have if you've given out food. Have you given have you out food? Have yeah, you ever man. Served? I went to the Hollywood. I get. I went to the Hollywood Bowl with with Kevin fucking Smith and hmm? and did you give out food and, and gave out food and filled people's car and stuff like not this week, but all right. For NFL Mayo, I've been Aiden. I'm glad you have. I've been Luke. I've served people. I serve people. I'm a man of we, the Lord. We want to wish you all a very merry Thanksgiving and yes. Indigenous Peoples Day. Fantastic holiday. Um, Fantastic holiday. Enjoy the food. Enjoy being snug as a bug in a rug with your heated mm-hmm. blankets, watching football. See, we're projecting this wonderful, amazing Thanksgiving because we're getting to do it. But at the same time, most people are going to be in an absolute chaotic mess of family members they never have to see. Like, I know that my, my mom and Not sister, gonna lie. I wish I was seeing them desperately, but they're going to be like hosting so many people. And also, and normally, I, you know. I hate to be this guy who cares about football so much on a football f- podcast, but like I always feel like when I'm watching fucking football, which is generally just on in the background at a family gathering, that I'm like guilty because I'm not spending time with the people I never see. It, like it's you a watch football every week, and I'm like, yeah, I do. I do watch mm-hmm. football every week. It's especially because me and you run the risk every year of it being an important divisional game because of the Lions. Yep. So yep. Um, we have to watch. We have no choice. I want to so watch every division do it all. game every time. I also want to watch Live in Both Worlds. Watch the Macy's Parade too, guys. That, that's the best way to start the day. So oh, have I a think good holiday. That, that, I think the Macy's Parade's boring as shit, and I think we only keep it around because of its a legacy appeal. Yeah, it is. It's classic. You get up, you have your coffee, you make your pie. Macy's is on in the background. The balloons. It, it I guess I you might. Of some much needed shot in the arm nostalgia in this dark fucking. It world always that's reminds up me of Jingle Celsius. All the Way. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah, you're it's, right. It, it, you know what I mean? Just enjoy some towards, 90s nostalgia. We are headed towards a climate tipping point and potential right, global Right. So can I enjoy the lifetimes. parade? But it reminds me of Jingle All the Way. It should. I love it Jingle should. All the Way. Yeah. It also reminds me of Miracle on 34th Street. He got uh, two. Poor in a bell of mayo. We've already done it. Sorry, bud. I had to pull that one out deep. He got (laughs) two.